So I'm reading this, currently reading this book. I'm a big reader, guys. I'm just, I just devour, <laughs> devour the text. I just devour reading books. This. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you just quoted. I'm a fan. I was reading this uh, scientific art, um, this book. I think it was Moana the Science Book is what you called it. <laughs> yeah. Big reader. I'm a bit, I've, I've had these big, uh, puffy, crinkly pages. Yeah. There are only five of them. The novelization of, novel- of Moana. The science book. I'm a lit- it was great. Format. I could drool all over it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm a corn-crunching lit. Uh, what what <laughs> do we call the lit? Were they lit, lit major? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, lit major. Yeah. I'm a corn-cruncher. So mm-hmm. I'm reading this book about Babe Ruth. Uh, and I, I think I have previously mentioned on the podcast that he went to, as a young age, he, um, he was just, a too, too much of a pain in the ass for his, uh, alcoholic and shitty parents. Uh, so they put him in St. Mary's industrial school for orphans, delinquent, <laughs> incorrigible, and wayward boys, mm. which is just the best name ever. What are you in for? But. <laughs> <laughs> incorrigible. Uh, this wayward son of a bitch. Um. We we did an episode a while back on like uh, I forget hell I don't know what the topic was but we were talking about having to go to your kids uh, maybe it was the dare episode but having to go to your kids shitty like school programs. Mm. This book says at St Mary's Babe Ruth was in a school production called quote one thousand smiles in one thousand and twenty minutes end quote was the name of the program. Oh my! Can you imagine God. you're getting invited to that, but then. It's not even a thousand smiles in a thousand minutes. Why is it a smile? Take an extra, extra twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like not a even a smile a minute. They added an extra 20. twenty. But that's such an exact number. It's it's like there. It, there's no chance it doesn't last at least a thousand and twenty minutes. They know how One long it's going to take. Any chance that this is going to run short? No, no. Uh, we are not going to finish early. <laughs> in the name, we would have a much more attractive name if there was any chance of that. This is the this is the most massaging we can do to make this seem palatable. <laughs> that is literally seventeen hours on the dot. One thousand twenty minutes. Seventeen it. hours. A kid's school imagine, play. Not even the exact number of hours. Imagine all the parents who are like, right. "Can't wait to get back from your thing. I wonder how long it's going to be. If only I had gone to school, I'd know." Yeah, <laughs> right. it's going to take my whole mm-hmm. waking day. Well, almost. It's going to take only seventeen uh. hours. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Assuming you I, sleep for Did seven I mention only. it was also a, a black-faced minstrel show? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It All right. Said, well, then it makes sense. Because it, the, st- the story said something like, uh, Babe Ruth can be seen in corked blackface for the show uh, 1,000 Smiles in 1,020 Minutes. Uh, it was a different time. Wow. Look, they had to cover up the waywardness somehow. Can you imagine <laughs> right. being the kid that played gong every time there was a smile? <laughs> Out once a minute. Every 61 seconds. Yeah, I hit this every minute. No, 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 no. Gentlemen, do you have a memory that stretches back like four months? If you do, you Mm. may remember. Our fun episode in which we did a jaunt through the lighter side of the history of the FIFA World Cup, only to discover 
that soccer was canceled in 1994. <laughs> Had a good so, run. We moved on. It was on. one of our jauntier episodes. It was, it was one of our jauntiers. It was off the jauntometer. That one is going to be our entry into this year's jaunties. Fingers crossed. A <laughs> uh, couple months later, we did our uh, less fun but much more exciting jaunt through the history of the Summer Olympics, only to discover that the Germans murdered all of the British athletes in 1916, and then the mm. Summer Olympics mm. were canceled mm-hmm. after that. Uh, but now we're going to take another snowy jaunt through the history of the Winter Olympics. That's right. There's a what? Running it back. Doing it again. <laughs> they do a whole other Olympics, Corey. Wait. Imagine the Olympics, the ones that everyone knows, uh-huh. but there's just snow and ice everywhere. Whoa. They're running. They're doing the hurdles. They're swimming right. out in the snow? It swimming is identical. Into ice? Yeah, it's just. Swimming through the ice. The long jumpers, it takes them so many steps to get up to speed. (laughs) It's incredible. I love how in our mental uh, image of this, they still wouldn't remove the snow. Yeah, or or that they don't wear spikes or anything like that. So they're like the flurries on Mario 2. Like they're just doing the ice level stuff. And the basketball... Well, I mean, I mean, it's indoors, but like when you step outside the arena, it's yeah, like outside it's freezing cold. cold. It's so fucking cold. Now I'm given to understand yeah. that even though it's freezing outside, the action inside the arena is heating up. Uh, <laughs> hot, hot, hot. <laughs> but uh, in this case, we're going through the Winter Olympics. It's exactly as I've described. Uh, and everyone loves the Winter Olympics. I got so many emails last time. Mm-hmm. You said you're doing the Olympics, and then you're talking about like gymnastics and track and swimming. Do the real Olympics, the real ones. Do the mm-hmm. Olympics, you coward! All from people with English. <laughs> yeah. There were umlauts everywhere. There was the O with the slash through it. There was the A E next to each other. The little circle over the A. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. No, All the Jurgens, Hendricks, Anders. Mm-hmm. Lars. How do you pronounce the J? There's so many different J's, and they're everywhere. You, uh. <sighs> but they were all very angry with me, and mm-hmm. so I figured we should probably go through the FIFA Winter. Do they sponsor the Olympics? Is that a FIFA thing? I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. They, they own everything. I don't know what they what else they. As own. long as some migrants die. If they if they don't now, they will soon. Well, that's a good yes. point. That's a good point. Soon enough. Soon enough. So. The Winter Olympics date back to 1924, and so that is where we will start the 1924 games in Chamonix, France. The year was 1924. (laughs) Lucky Lindbergh was taking the skies as Babe Ruth was swatting them for the Yankees. (laughs) Babe Babe Ruth wasn't flushing a single stool. Yes. So these games were originally termed International Winter Sports Week, as they were held in conjunction <laughs> with the 1924 awesome. Summer Olympics with, that were in Paris. Only retroactively were they referred to as the first Winter Olympics. Nice. May Can I you check give me my that one more time for what you just said? Yes. Uh, it was held in con- the Winter Olympics, which were not called the Winter Olympics, were held at the same time as the Summer Olympics. Yes. So from 1924 until 1992. Two, the Winter Olympics and Summer Olympics were in the same year. Oh, same year. And yeah. In this case, in the first time, they were held like weeks before in up in the mountains in in France. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. So it was all like one kind of thing. And it was because specifically like they got a bunch of complaints from the Nordic countries. Like, where are our sports? What the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was all of the, the O's with the slashes through them that were uh, complaining. They're like, fine, we'll do some Nordic fucking winter sports. babies. All right. Legendary figure skater Sonia Henney debuted at these mm. games. She would go mm-hmm. on to win three Olympic gold medals, thrilling spectators the world over, which did not happen here as she finished dead last because she was 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? But she was in? Whoa. But she was in the Olympics. Okay, okay. That's why she would be a three-time gold medalist e- later on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, put her in. They're like, she's 11. Like, yeah, much. Mm. Think yeah. of how far we've come where an 11-year-old isn't the peak and oldest one out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is figure skating, not gymnastics. It's, uh, yes. Oh, you can get a little older. You, oh, 25 before they throw yes, you on the heat. On average, half a year older before they. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. The gem in their hand lights up a year later. I got you. We've mm. <laughs> <laughs> all seen Logan's run, and they're all mm. figure skaters. Is that's my memory of that? Logan's movie. speed skate. Yes. <laughs> yes, Logan skate. Uh, speaking of which, we move on to our. Hashtag skate, eagle skate. Hashtag freedom avalanche. Team USA facts. Uh, Eagles known for their skating ability. Uh, Many medals in Olympic history have been changed due to athletes being retroactively ruled either eligible or ineligible. But in this case, American ski jumper Anders Haugen was awarded the bronze in 1974 simply because the officials added the scores wrong and didn't discover it for 50 years. Holy shit. (laughs) Some guy just going through the records is like, whoa, this doesn't add up. Yeah, Yeah, the bigger question is who 50 years later is like, you know, I think I'm going to add up those scores from the 1924 uh, ski jump. If I'm not going to do that, then surely no one on earth is going to do that, right? Got a big Saturday plan. I think I'll look up 50-year-old sports and just re-add the scores just to see if everything checks out. Right. How are you involved in that and think you won? Oh, I, I definitely jumped further than the guy who I saw jump further than me. Like, Yeah. I'll take well, the, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the ski jumping, there's a judging component, too. So you, it's not just about the distance. Otherwise, it would be like, well, what do you mean? I would have, I was ahead. Yeah, I'm sure that was a very satisfying award for that guy. As like, oh yeah, oh the other guys are all dead. I fucking forgot I did that. I'm I'm mm-hmm. 75. Very satisfying. Now. Yeah, he's got Alzheimer's. He's shitting himself every day, and they just put a medal around his neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they ceremonially send him down the jump one last time. <laughs> <laughs> Double or nothing, you old coot. Try and win it again. <laughs> All you have to do is land. I mean, we have to see you land. Because, you know, this, we're not just handing these things out. He collapses like an accordion container when he hits the ground. Then, as all of his bones, he goes off and then like a can and a can crush He just snaps off and his legs ski away. <laughs> oh, there goes my hips. Ankles perfect form though. I mean, look yeah. at those. Rock yeah. solid there. Uh. It did, uh, there, there was a, a tidbit from, I think, the 1960 Winter Olympics where it said in my research that IBM donated a computer. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, they're all just doing this by hand. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, ooh. To be fair, it was that that was the equivalent of donating in a warehouse uh, yeah, at that time. So it wasn't, they had a to, computer was not they had to a build small an entire donation. Olympic village to house the... <laughs> Right. <laughs> and the heat from the from the computer yeah, that was the, the original, real Olympic Village. The original Olympic Village was a computer. So now we move on to the 1928 San Moritz Games in Switzerland. A demonstration port called 
Skioring, S-K-I-J-O-R-I-N-G, was contested for the only time in Olympic history. It consists of skiers being towed behind galloping horses. <laughs> so Ooh. it's basically winter skitchen. Yeah. Bring it back. Scandinavian hillbillies. Bring yeah. that the fuck back right now. Let's. Just, why aren't we doing this now? Oh, oh, it's probably cruel to uh, horses. Use a motorcycle. It's probably cruel <laughs> to the humans, too. <laughs> I mean, it's like That's there's sled racing. There's, you know, like there's harness racing, you know, behind the yeah. horse. Yeah. And then you got like a littler thing and a littler thing. And then eventually it's just, it's a guy on skates behind the horse. You know, that would be like the harness racing equivalent of it. Yeah, this is yeah. fucking badass. They should have it again. Ben, I just realized harness racing is sketching and now I'm really happy. The horse is like, what the hell's going on back there? It's kind it's of. It's like, yeah, the horse doesn't, the horse is not part of this. <laughs> They're not in on the plan. It's, it's all a big, it's an, all, an elaborate prank on horses. <laughs> horse uh, prank. You guys going to go down to watch horse prank? <laughs> yeah. Hey, sugar snap, you, you got a chariot on your ass. What? What? Again. <laughs> Tail starts wagging like, oh, get it off, get it off. Uh, move on to our hashtag skate, you will skate, hashtag freedom avalanche, team USA fact. Slide. The, American athletes Neon Tucker, Sherwin Badger, and Valentine Bialis would have all been forgotten by history if not for their very silly names. The IOC <laughs> took special notice of them. <laughs> Did they get a N I O N? Okay. Yeah. All right. No. And if we're not good at spelling, which is why we remember them all fondly today. Yes. We, well, we remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why they're all household names. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you think named all them signs? Yes. <laughs> Who do you think named all of them? <laughs> yep, ancient Olympic uh, aliens. Ancient Olympians. <laughs> they have so much to teach us. Thank uh, you, Grant. Appreciate that. Move on to the 1932 Lake Placid Games. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Egan became the only Olympian to win gold medals at both the Summer and Winter Games in different sports, winning gold in boxing and bobsled. Whoa, Two things in which right. there is no overlap of skill. Makes sense. You can see, you can see how being able to punch somebody uh, translates well to running down uh, and jumping in a sled and going down. Ah, you guys did uh, one minute and thirty-two seconds. Uh, are you, are you sure s- about that? Oh, uh, <laughs> one minute uh, twenty-seven. Se- yeah, okay, twenty-one minute twenty-seven. Nice job, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Three seconds. Intimidation. Let's get some sprinters to be pole vaulters so they get more speed. Let's, like you said, look for that crossover. Uh, no, uh, punch and and navigate a a weird device. It's just. I mean, I, they got to run. Uh, it's uh, something. Yeah, you need to run to start strange. it, I guess. Well, clearly you don't need to grow up bobsledding for it to be profitable. Uh, Jamaica alone has shown yeah, us that. Yeah, Jamaica shows that they've uh, the movie Cool Runnings so has taught us much. They do. John Candy, if only he were around. Uh, they're, they, Jamaica tragically lost their bobsled coach, and they've been <laughs> going downhill. Well, not downhill. That would help. Them. They've been going mostly at a level pace. Ever the problem, they're going downhill, they're going Grant, but just, ever since. they're going downhill, but just not at the right speed or angle. Yeah, it's it's they're going yes. they're going downhill and crashing. They've got the fundamentals, but they just don't have the nuance. Uh, move on to our hashtag skate eagle skate hashtag freedom avalanche team USA fact. William May Garland wanted the games to take place in Wrightwood and Big Pines, California. And so he had the world's largest ski jump constructed there, but ultimately Lake Placid was chosen instead. That's <laughs> fantastic. Still there. I like it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to compete in these sports. 
one would think anyway, I'm not a fan, I'm not a ski jump head, but like, if you go, we built the world's biggest 100 meter swimming pool. Like, I mean, it's gotta be, there's regulations. Building, making the biggest one isn't exactly good for organized sport, but it's all the right. biggest. How Imagine could they not win? This, the whispering yeah. in the night of like, if you build it, they will come. And then you're like, <laughs> you know, the Olympics get awarded to somewhere else. You're like, God damn it. Fucking Shoeless Joe lied to me again. And then you, then you hear Shoeless Joe snickering. <laughs> so it. Take that, honky. <sighs> Shoeless Joe was white. Anyway, 1936. You can still call someone a honky. <laughs> I was trying to think of what a baseball <laughs> insult would be from him then. And that's as much, as much as I came up with. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. We don't know. I mean, Shoeless Joe was like an illiterate who could barely sign his own name. So we don't know what he thought was an insult. You shoe-wearing asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one cut deep, he thought. Yeah. Uh, move on to the 1936 games in Garmisch-Partenkirchen, Germany. Uh, German athlete... Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, German athlete Franz Fnur, P-F-N-U umlaut R, won gold oh, in the first ever alpine skiing event. And won silver oh. in the short-lived silliest name event, finishing just behind British bobsledder <laughs> Hubert Dinglepoofter. <laughs> Grant, we don't use uh, that term anymore. Yeah, <laughs> D- Dinglepoofter. No, yeah, Herbert. It's, uh, Dinglepoofter. Uh, if, if if it's an if it's a silliest name competition, the the British are going to be heavyweights in that one. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Dinglepoofter, as he's known now. Uh, mm-hmm. Move on to the hashtag skate, Eagle skate, hashtag freedom avalanche, team USA fact. American skier Dick Durrance was thrilled to finish 10th in the combined skiing event, but was unfortunately driven to alcoholism later in life due to his bitter disappointment in failing to meddle in the silliest name event. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it, it's, that sounds like endurance, Dick Durrance. I mean, yeah, come on, it's right uh, there. There are pills that can improve your Dick Durrance in bed. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, well, there he, aren't now. He, there weren't then. No, yeah, worth it. Late, later on in life, he sold his name to a bunch of uh, erectile dysfunction companies. Uh, yeah, I picked up a, that. <laughs> I picked yes. up a couple of Dick Durants at the gas station at the truck stop. Yeah, it's and, it's uh, the off-brand <laughs> version. <laughs> it's the generic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Viagra people thought it was too on the nose. They're like, no, come on. <laughs> uh, Moving on to the 1940 Sapporo Games. So the games were originally scheduled to take place in Sapporo, Japan. Japan eventually decided that they'd rather use the money and supplies to blow up China. So they abandoned their hosting duties. (laughs) That is 100% real, by the way. That is 100% real. Uh, The IOC then awarded the games back to Garmisch-Partenkirchen on short notice. Mm-hmm. Until Germany decided they'd rather use the money and supplies to blow up Poland, at which point the president of the IOC wow. just said fuck it and awarded all the medals to himself. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like, so un- unaware of world events that you're like, you see like, oh, Japan gearing up the war machine. Well, let's just go with Germany. Like, I mean, they just had it. And it's like, are you not, you have not watched what they're, okay. Like, right. They abandoned because of of war. And then it's like, well, we yeah, gotta go somewhere where that's Germans. not gonna happen. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
Their entire economy is like a, <laughs> is geared on war. Their entire economy. The ski jumps are launching planes. <laughs> like <laughs> they're being used to tote, like launch gliders. Yeah. Yeah. So this stadium is made of old tanks, you say? Yeah. It's so they're tanks. reusing it. They can't. New tanks. Oh. Okay. Uh, now we have the hashtag skate go skate hashtag freedom and avalanche TV USA fact. As part of the Lend-Lease program, President Roosevelt sent all of the American winter sports equipment to Britain as it was going unused. While the brave British soldiers appreciated the help from the industrial colossus of America, they did not find much use for ski poles, bobsleds, and figure skating costumes. Mm. Mm -hmm. They tried to convert some of them, some of those bobsleds into tanks, into little, like, one-man submarines. Turns out they're not watertight. Mm. No. No. Or armor resistant. Yeah, the, the the figure skating costumes, I mean, they're not camouflage well at all. In fact, they're designed to draw the eye to you. <laughs> anyway, move on to the 1944 Cortina D'Ampezzo games. Now you're, you're just, you garmish parton, kuchin, cartina, pet. You're just making shit up, Grant. Like, I'm just calling it out. I'm calling it Sounds right now. Sounds delicious. None so, of these uh, are real. These, these aren't Cortina real Cortina D'Ampezzo will go on to host the Olympics in the future and also in 2026. So uh, get used to it. Uh, so following the death of previous IOC pres- of the previous IOC president, the greatest athlete of all time who won 21 golds, 21 silvers, and 21 bronze medals at the 1940 Winter Olympics, <laughs> new IOC president Siegfried Edstrom awarded the 1944 games to the small Italian mountain resort of Cortina d'Ampezzo. Wanting to ensure these games actually happened, it was Edstrom himself who conceived Operation Husky and led the Allies to invade Italy, hoping to free it in time for the games. <laughs> While the operation was a success, the games themselves were unable to proceed given that the factories that once produced skate laces and glitter makeup for figure skaters now manufactured landmines and flamethrower attachments for Sherman tanks. <laughs> uh, and you'd be surprised how easy of a conversion that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one it's just a twisted dial it's just a dial like a bolt in the now it's yeah. a flamethrower mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. of how exciting those sports could have been we could have had landmines on the ski hill that would have been <laughs> great spectators exactly sport. do you want to cut this one as short as possible you don't know it's there <laughs> there's, there's maybe take a wide berth in that gate you're, you're gonna want to stay on course let's just put it that way Two German soldiers creeping through the forest and one of them trips a wire and looks and a claymore blows glitter at him He's like, oh, that looks so silly. I surrender. Yeah. This is never coming off. Yeah. Oh, so close. Oh, boy. Um, Now we move on to the hashtag skate to go skate. Hashtag freedom avalanche. Team USA fact. The military project Pluto used to pump oil in a submerged pipeline across the English Channel after the Normandy landings was originally conceived to pump a primitive form of Gatorade called mercury milk to the Olympic Village. And it was just mercury. There is no milk in it. It was just mercury that they were drinking. <laughs> that was just a uh, 1920s yeah. health tonic. That's all. In, used in 1944, yes. Uh, now we move on to the 1948 San Moritz Again games. In preparation hmm. for hosting, and this, it's notable that San Moritz hosted the 1928 Winter Olympics here. And I am only just now realizing that. In preparation for hosting so many people in the small Alpine village, the Swiss government funded a project to increase the capacity for the city's sewer system. So what was it like in 1928 before this happened? Uh, there was either an avalanche. Okay. Say there was an avalanche. Um, it's Let's where the some gold medals were handed out. The image out. of the chocolate sundae has come from, of dumping the hot fudge over the white 
mm-hmm. cold, snowy vanilla ice cream. Um, or it's like the Olympics attendance uh, and ability to travel around. It was like three three dickhead Norwegians and mm. a couple of Swedes and a couple of and a couple of Swiss up on a mountain going, "Jorg, I can skate faster than you. I bet you a medal." And then they skate down, you know, have a ham sandwich and a beer. It's and, entirely possible. Yeah. It's also possible that the Olympic Village was like the elevator in The Shining, except blood did not come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They refer yeah. to it as the bronze medal. Yes. <laughs> the bronze medal. Um, for the only time in, in uh, Olympic history, a winter pentathlon was contested, consisting of cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, shooting, horseback riding, and fencing. Yeah! <laughs> I like that one a lot Snow better. fencing? What? Fencing and horseback riding. What? <laughs> you... Just think of, you know, the fencer and their, like, light, nimble movements up and down their little lanes there as they're on, like, a little long red carpet. But in, like, a, a foot and a half of snow. So it's like... <clears throat> <clears throat> I imagine that it's, like, a long strip of ice and they skate towards each other holding the sword and it's like a jousting, basically. <laughs> more like jousting, it's yes. Just... It's more like jousting. Yes. I was about to say, Green, I think you just Combined described... it with horseback riding. Green just described, like, Christmas at medieval times. Like... <laughs> Yeah, we got snow, we got jousting, we got swords. Very weird. Uh, now here's our hashtag skate skate hashtag free and Mavlin's team is a fact. The American bobsled team thought that they were victims of sabotage as their sleds had turned up damaged. Eventually, a truck driver admitted to having accidentally driven into the equipment shed. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> It was like a controversy that like newspapers were reporting on, like oh, someone broke in and damaged the thing, and then eventually someone had to be like, "No, oh, I drove into it." Do you think he first tried to play off like, "Yeah," and there's a bobsled dent in my truck? Someone got me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Those he started with got that. Me too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Later on in life, I'll I'll, I'll pretend like I was throwing the corpse or the uh, sex doll in the bag in the tra- in the mm-hmm. in the river. He knew how to do it. Exactly. Oh no, someone bobsledded my truck while they were at it. (laughs) Those damn Americans sledding into my truck. (laughs) Uh, Move on to the 1952 Oslo Games. So, uh, Germany, after having been banned from the 1948 Olympics due to their recurring propensity to both start and lose (laughs) world wars, uh, made their triumphant (laughs) return to Olympic competition. As usual, they dominated the bobsledding event with their men's team weighing in at an average weight heavier than the Olympic heavyweight boxers, <laughs> a weight limit was instituted oh. afterwards. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's probably what, like It was two, over 250. It was 20 to 250 or something? Yeah. Yeah. And these are people in oh, 1952. <laughs> yeah. They were the four heaviest men in Germany. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Giant has a bobsledding medal is what you're about to tell me. Uh... And it's just him, and it was in the four-man. <laughs> it was just him. <laughs> no bobsled, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was him on skates. Yeah. Um, he weighed heavier than four men, so... He was... Yeah, he was quite large. Um, Greek skier Antoine Miliordos finished dead last in this slalom event. His time of 2 minutes, 26.9 seconds for one run was 26.9 seconds slower than gold medalist Othmar Schneider's time for two runs combined. Uh, During his run, he fell 18 times, stopped in the middle of his run to sit down, and ultimately crossed the finish line backwards. (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, all right. This is like that slow ass kid from Paulding who ran the two mile and he would sprint the first lap and kind of be in it, but then he would get lapped by every single person, including the person in front of him. And it's eight freaking laps. And so the whole stadium is just waiting around. And here comes this slow ass kid and he comes sprinting down cheers. the back stretch. And because he gets a pity clap every time the crowd's cheering for this pitiful asshole, I, uh, I, this guy should have been kicked out of the Olympics. I, I disprove yep, of that. Yep, kick him out. Let's retroactively yeah. kick him out. If you can retroactively award a guy a 50-year-old yes. uh, yeah. bronze medal, right. we can retroactively just say, him. you suck. I'm checking the score 50 years later, mm. and I'm now kicking yeah, him out. Yeah, we're podcasters. Let's just say we did an episode checking the score and that he won or kicked him out, whatever we were doing to him. Mm-hmm. We can change we it. That's the way I see it. He's dead. We killed him. Uh, now look, there's the spirit of competition, and everyone wins, and you say that to kids, and it's true when they're kids, but he's an adult. And this is the Olympics, and you suck officially. Let's put you on the podium, have the Greek flag above you because you are bringing shame to your country, and we're going to play the national anthem for you uh, because you were terrible. Backwards. That's when we we're take gonna play it away. It backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Backwards. Yeah, but then they'll figure out what satanic things have been backmasked into the Greek uh, national anthem. <laughs> uh. Anyway, make your meat spin. Make your meat spin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Greeks are trying to get us all to do. It's it's insidious. Their insidious yep. spinning meat plot. Uh, and I move on to the hashtag skate equals skate hashtag freedom avalanche team is a fact. Yeah. American Slide. figure skater Dick Button became the first skater to land a triple jump of any kind. This performance earned him his second consecutive Olympic gold medal, which he refused to accept in protest of the IOC canceling the silliest name event in which he was an enormous favorite. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. live my entire life being I mean, named Dick, Dick Button, Button Come on. to not win a damn medal for it. Gold medal and the individual... Richard Button. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's the greatest victory of his life when they call him Richard. <laughs> I was assuming on Star Wars when C-3PO needs, access, needs R2 to access something, he presses his dick button and that thing comes out and he fucks, he fucks the Death Star and it shuts him down. Right? Now what's so happening? The Death Star gets sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Death Star gets too sleepy. And, yeah. I love how in your mind you're like, well, weren't those robots communicating with sex? <laughs> I thought that was R2-D2's dick, which can also shock people sometimes. I which I have to say, growing up seeing Star Wars before having sex and thinking that that was what I was meant to do, uh, it like my first experience, <laughs> I was like, where's your, where's your data port? Is Kenny Baker inside of you? How do I know when he's ready? Baker <laughs> inside of me. Uh, She's nice. R2 in this circumstance. Okay, I see. Well, then where's my yeah, data port is what around, I said. But... Yeah, where's my data port? Mm. Two R2s probably do it too. I'm not here to judge. Whew. So, now we move on to the 1956 Cortina D'Ampezzo games. Matt. Yeah, look at that. Matt. Cortina D'Ampezzo. Making shit up again. And again, get ready for it in 2026. Um, so during the opening ceremonies, speed skater Guido Caroli entered the stadium carrying the Olympic flame only to trip over a television cable. 
To console himself after his global humiliation, he ate a pizza, <laughs> uncomfortably complimented a woman's appearance, and organized some crimes. Because with a name like Guido Caroli, he couldn't possibly have been more Italian. One hundred percent. Yes. Now, they say he he tripped over a television cable. I don't know if there's any footage of that. He's carrying a torch. Did I assume the torch didn't go out? Maybe it did. I don't know. I don't. You'd think there. He's carrying a torch, but somehow that's really not part of the story at all. Any everyone just like yeah, he tripped over over a TV cable. So either he did one of those like trip and not fall. But look, torches. Think of a torch. I am. If you drop it on the ground, it doesn't just go out. I watched a video uh, when uh, one of the Olympics was in Georgia. Um, probably not the winter one. Probably the summer one. And Atlanta, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember they were showing some people, Six. and I was like, 96. they were showing the guy running down the street, ready to do it. You know, he's got the torch, and he trips, and he falls, and he breaks it, and there's completely out, and you see a bunch of people run over with lighters and try and push the camera <laughs> went away, and really just the guy who the guy who had tripped <laughs> is like stood up, and he's looking really dumb, and he sees the cameraman, and he just gives him the look of like, come on, man, I know this is you should look at the but... cameraman and go. <laughs> Look, this is dumb anyway, right, guys? This is dumb. Because <laughs> it's dumb. But anyway. Uh, well, Ben, eventually in your King of the Hill rewatch, we'll get to the point where Hank Hill is uh, running with the Olympic torch. And, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some, some stuff happens. But anyway, Mr. Dotrieve uh, just put up a gigantic flag. That's where we are right now. So Big old flag. The torch gets stuck in his narrow urethra. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The torch will burn better with propane. <laughs> it, Yep. It was used to cauterize his narrow urethra. That's what made it so narrow. Uh, the Olympic torch is made of propane. That's your Nicolas uh, Cage playing, yeah, playing Hank Hill yeah, in the that's my <laughs> movie version <laughs> of King of the Hill. The propane's trying to tell me something. Yeah, exactly. It's where he switches faces with Dale Gribble. And, uh, I want to take his propane ensues. off. Yeah. It's called propane <laughs> slash off. Uh so due to lack of snowfall, the Italian army had to transport snow from other mountains to Cortina for the downhill skiing events. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this was pre-fake uh, snowblowing yeah. technology, clearly. The army has to just, military to, to just pick it, it up and move it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So should awesome. we take the skiers to the snow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane, Corey. <laughs> What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> no time. Get in the helicopter. Flash to the be all you can be commercial where people like repelling down helicopters and like kidnapping the bad guys. Shoveling and then, snow. Then cut to like <laughs> shoveling snow into a dump truck on a mountain so he can truck it over to mm, where the so skiers are. So a Greek are. guy can fall down 18 <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, who wants to go after him? There's tzatziki everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, you go last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, move on to our hashtag skate, eagle skate, hashtag freedom avalanche, team USA fact. Slide. American hockey player Dick Doherty petitioned the IOC to reinstate the silliest name competition, but he was unfortunately denied his opportunity to continue <laughs> uh. the American Olympic legacy of dicks with silly names. American bobsledder Waitman Washbond <laughs> felt he was a better choice anyway. Washbond, come on. Mm. Waitman Washbond. Where's your dick? <laughs> but yeah, we had Dick Durrance, Dick Button, and uh, Dick Doherty was the Dick only Doherty. dick on the whole team. He had to carry that legacy. 
Imagine that guy's guidance counselor is like, what's your name? Ooh, bobsledder. Let me get you a pamphlet. <laughs> Not the driver either. You're just ballast. We're going to put you in the back. Yeah. With a name like that, you are weight. Uh, so move on to the 1960 Squaw Valley Games. After so many protests demanding the return of the silliest name event, the IOC compromised by determining the host city with a most racist name contest. (laughs) (laughs) Disappointed losing cities included (laughs) Krautville, Saskatchewan, Nip City, Missouri, and Greasy Wap Lake, Idaho. The Austrian Alpine hamlet of Redacted Piccaninny Redacted Redacted Jungle Redacted Bird was disqualified for doping. (laughs) Redacted, please. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, that's how you dope in a contest like that. But yeah, uh, Squall Valley, not called that anymore. Not called that. What? What? Huh? Yeah, it's. I, I'm trying to click on it they on Wikipedia. It, it must be a link error. It's taking me to Palisade. And also like Palisades, Palisades Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah, it's, 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 it's unclear exactly what's going on. Yeah, an Olympic Valley. So we have broken Squall link. Squall Valley. Uh, this is 1960. In the 1956 movie The Searchers, uh, the word squaw is a. It's a western set in old times, and the word squaw is a. It's a plot point how racist that uh, yes. <laughs> that word is in that movie in 1956. So it was a different time, you see. <laughs> yes, four years ago we could. It was a different time, and now it's fine. Now 1960 is perfectly fine. Yeah. So in uh, we have our hashtag skate to go skate hashtag freedom avalanche team USA fact. Yeah. Due to a freak ski jumping accident by American jumper Gene Kotlarek. The entire earth was sucked through a wormhole and shredded by a sentient singularity known only as the hunger. A lack of suitable facilities, living athletes, and an existing planet caused all future Olympic Games to be canceled. That was the end. That was the last fun fact for you. They were just heating up. You'll win some bar trivia ones with that one. Fun fact. So, Olympics are over. That's it. That's why we don't have them anymore. Well, little Captain Travis, if you uh, have any... um, Gifts to bring the hunger, our new overlord. Uh, let us know. I'll hail the hunger by emailing us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to see a daily pic showing the different times that Andre the Giant went down the loo to shoot, uh, you can check us out over on Instagram. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. And if you want to f- come over to Twitter, uh, where Grant will be making up city names like... <laughs> Lillehammer and Calgary, Tokyo. Uh, in future episodes, you'll you can uh, find all of Grant's silly made up names on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. Yeah, and if you like the show and your name is Dingle Poofter, just email us. I just I just want that in my in my inbox. You don't have to say anything or listen to the show. I'm at Dingle Poofter's at. Yeah, uh, Lord Dingle Poofter. He's now Sir Dingle Poofter, actually. Sir Dingle Poofter. Mm-hmm. Important the respect that he deserves and has never gotten even once in his life. No. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 171. Guys, I think we're the answer staring us in the face here. We we want to sell more and keep it simple. We go James A. Garfield. Because they have to buy two of the same exact thing 
to cover both if they really want both presidencies uh, of his. Yeah. Are you thinking of Grover Cleveland? That's what I said. He's thinking James of Grover Cleveland. A. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I, I have this thing. It's my microphone. Sometimes when I say Grover Cleveland, that comes out as James Garfield. Yeah. Grover Cleveland. Yes. We could. Yeah, we got young Grover, uh, but then we got old Grover, and he's kind of fat, and he's, but he's wearing yeah. like the white jumpsuit with rhinestones. Yeah. He's got the sideburns, right? In the yes. back, it just says Grove. I'm, I'm thinking of Grover of Cleveland, right? Yes. <laughs> Peanut butter banana sandwiches. Yep. Dial in the toilet. toilet. I mean, Grover Cleveland. Uh, so we got Grover Cleveland in a white rhinestone covered yep. jumpsuit. Yeah. And where he, when he's like trying to become part of the uh, FBI for uh, Nixon, or he's meeting with Nixon to ask to yes. become a special deputy. Yeah. Hey, how about I get a gun? Anything for yeah. you, Grove? <laughs> I was a two term president, two non consecutive terms. <laughs> and the president heads are going nuts out there in hockey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R slash Grover Cleveland is <laughs> just lighting up. Our fans who love things about presidents that aren't even really jokes. They're just things mm-hmm. we said about it's presidents that are fact. kind of facts, but we said them kind of like a joke. Yeah. Do you Man. remember a year and a half ago when I made that joke? <laughs> this is like the A-bomb of President oh, yeah. Joke Podcast oh, yeah. right now. Ba-boom! I'll tell you what, the fact that they don't have to be full jokes is good, so strap in, we got more. Mm, that's the entire yeah. premise of this episode. Turn internet over.